Welcome to that podcast, episode 99G, yo. Uh, I'm your co-host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. But Jason, I got the music again. <laughs> Light them oh, up, Joe. Let's do it. We both said this Billy Duffy rules. What's that? We both are Billy Duffy fans. Oh, yeah, we are. And his white falcon. Which is weird because in the video, it's sometimes it's white and sometimes it's black. Yeah. His signature guitar, though, is a grass white falcon. It is. With, like, one of the skinniest whammy bars I've ever seen. Yeah, it's... Uh, whammy arms. My music is uh, faded out. Welcome in. Yeah. yeah the video's Welcome. Where we, every, the first time I watched the receiver, like, knowledgeable about the video, like, I look and I'm like, wait a minute, that was white, now it's black. Wait, no, it's white. No, it's black. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? Is he rocking the Billy Idol hair? <coughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. 100%. 100%. Uh, so welcome in. Uh, I have a game to play, Jay, that I thought of uh, oh, today. Nice. Today. That'll be fun to play. Okay. Uh, guess the tweet. All right. So I'm going to read you a tweet, and I want you to tell me who sent it. Is it the governor of Georgia? No, no, no. Is it Donald Trump? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. No, it is not. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Quote, it's World Health Day. And we owe a profound debt of gratitude to all our medical professionals. They're still giving their all for us every day at great risk to themselves. And we can't thank them enough for their bravery and their service. End quote. I'm guessing that was 44. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when president sounded? Yeah. Sounded presidential. Wasn't that cool? And I saw another video video on Twitter. Uh, By the way, for those of you uninitiated, that was a. former president Barack Obama um and again I I don't really I hate talking politics but I I can't not let this go so on on Twitter there's a video somewhere I gotta find it um of Fox News somebody on March 8th 7th 8th 9th and then a week later like the the anchors Mm-hmm. Cause like the, it's like oh, this thing's not the flu, and it, it's, it's fake. It's fake. Not, not to say it's fake, but it, that it's this is nothing. But it, but and in one of them, it literally sounds like a scene from Anchorman. Like like, but it was real, like live and real. Like it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the more I hear about this, the less I'm concerned. <laughs> like, you dumb fuck. And then yeah, and then they show them a week later, all like. This is going to be a terrible thing. It's very 180 degree turn. 100 percent. Win Sock City, and Doctor wow. Drew too. That guy can go fuck himself. Really? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he was. Wow. He was Mister Media's blowing this out of proportion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, stick to rehabbing uh, C-list celebrities, pal. And if my memory serves me right, he's not a medical doctor. No. Correct? He's a psychologist. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's not a medical doctor. No. But he played one on TV for the last Perhaps. Month, for the last month. Saying that, wow, that this is nothing. Apparently, he reciprocated last night, or whatever you want to call it. He came back last night and owned it. Um, yeah, apparently, this is worse than I initially well, uh, um, was told. I wonder if he noted. I didn't really watch. I just know that he did it. But I wonder if he acquiesced that he was not a medical doctor. That he was that he's simply just a psychologist, kind of like Doctor Laura Schlesinger. <sighs> oh, man, I'm telling you, brother. Yeah, brother. yeah. So it's new kid. Um. Well, I don't know if you've seen this or heard about this, but uh, everybody's inside. What? Yeah, I know it's crazy. Really? Uh, looking out at uh, the kids playing in my yard. Not my kids. No, um, but they're in your yard. Neighbor kids in my yard, sure. And I don't want to sound like that guy. Get off my lawn. Hey, get out of my, get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. Um, wearing masks. Cause really? We're, we're that now. Huh. So... Running yeah, around I mean, wearing like, little bandana masks. Yeah, I mean, like, my, uh, you know, Kim went to the store over the weekend. She, I made her put a mask on. Yeah. I mean, I make her. I mean, like, she's an adult. Like, what am I going to do? But I, don't <laughs> I, I heavily suggested wear a mask, and she did. I know how you get when you get all swole. I get a little swole sometimes. Sure. And I just learned, just right now, apparently Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. is making a family edition. Nice. Then it's not, then it's not Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, but right? you know that's something I like to play with with my kid, and like Terry went through and yeah, kind took out of all the sanitized it, took out the splooge, which and took out like, yeah, yeah, of course. Which again, it's not that then, right? And they made one, and I don't know if the actual company that does it um, made a kids version of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, they they might have, but they, I just saw now it's a public beta, free print and play. Oh, free print and play. Yeah. That's fun. So you can go download it and, and burn your own printer, paper, and ink, which you can't go to the store and buy right. to play the game. Sure you can. Sure. Right that, there for No, you. no, you can go to Office Depot. Oh, that's true. You can. Actually, Anything related actually, to uh, think about it, it need some Afis toner. or Jabs? You can still do well, Dan. Yeah, I need some toner. One offer. I want, and like Amazon, like there's all these things I want to do, like, you know, like around here. For example... Eva, I'll give you an example. So I dug out of a storage box. You had sent me years ago, years and years, and this has got to be shit, 12 years ago, maybe. So this is how much you cared about it then? No, no, no. Not true. It was in a box. Not true. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. I just didn't have a place to put it. I go, mm -hmm. Because, you know, I just now got my own spot like a month ago, so. Yeah. Uh, So I've got them unraveled, the posters. I did the old uh, reverse around the, the case, you know, the tube. Yeah, yeah. For like an hour, and now I've got them on heavy books, so I'm going to put them up. Nice. I have no push pins. <laughs> I don't have push pins. So. I hear you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of those posters, yeah. I still have them in a tube in my closet. Well, there you in go. In my basement. So, 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 so what you care? Meh. <laughs> yeah. No, I got one of them framed, and then I was like, yeah, I should get the red. No. No, I'm, I'm not, not going to. No. And the, and the thing is, money. like, the Wilco poster, right? As we know mm-hmm. it, we, uh, for those uninitiated, we saw Wilco at Otto's in DeKalb. Ugh. What a great show. 2003. R.I.P. Exactly. Two, two, uh, in 2003, um, we bought the poster because it was limited of like 150 or 200 or whatever. 
And so we both have it. You have it in your framed in your in Studio A. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is unframed because I've had it in my cube forever before we moved out of Northbrook. Um, and it's a weird size. Like you can't really buy a frame for it. Like you, you have can't. to you have to get a custom frame. Then I'm not doing that. As much as I like it, like it, 100 bucks to get something framed, I'm not. No. No. I'm not doing that. So I got yeah, another thing I do is measure I, these these other posters you the drive by truckers posters you sent. I have to frame have to, if I can buy frames for them, I'll buy frames for them and put them up real like. But if I can't, then they're just going to get push pinned into the wall. Like, right. Because I want them up. Well, and I don't want to turn this into like a Martha Stewart slash no. Michaels DIY sure. uh, situation. But um, Jeffrey Allen's here in town. I've started doing things the cheap route too because prior to that, I would get things professionally framed. Yeah. And you're looking like at a hundred to a hundred and fifty yeah. bucks. Oh yeah. And you know, per poster, great. it'll last for a long time. And yeah. if it's something you really care about, that's great. But um, what I've started doing lately is just buying their off the rack frames that they've got. Mm-hmm. You give it to them, and uh, they'll like either trim it down mm-hmm. to where it will fit right. in that size frame or they'll, um, you know, get you a mat or something. Mm-hmm. But instead of the 150, you're looking at like 25. Right. So, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you figure for the, you know, the 25 you spent on the poster, 25 for the frame, you're gold. Sure. Plus yeah, yeah. I didn't do it where it looks like ass. <laughs> Because I, I started doing that where I would put it in and try to get it centered. And you're just like, no, so it looked, and every time I look at the ones I did like that, I'm like, dumbass. This isn't going to work. No. <laughs> no, this isn't going to work. Um, hey, is this a sports and music show? Yeah, I know, no doubt. It's, All right. This is what we've been turned. Well, it's music related. Yeah, this is what we've been turned into. I mean, it's music yeah. related. We're, it's not like we're putting up posters of like quilts. I mean, <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, they're, they're Wilco or Drive By Truckers or what, his bull or whatever. I mean, you know. Or Oasis, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Got some good ones that way. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, in fact, that was the last one I got done through them. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't think I mentioned yet that I'm uh, on the Lanai in the newly christened uh, oh, Studio D. Nice. It's, it's uh, a lovely day. going to be 80 here today. It's going to be near 80 here today, too. But it's going to rain. Got the, uh, it the windows it, open. Got a little breeze going. It's going to rain. Little sunshine, little vitamin D. Mm. Yeah, um, next couple of days. That's what we heard too. Yeah, it gonna rain. Hey, we must be fifty-year-old white guys. We're talking about the weather. That's right. Okay, hundred percent. Any uh, music things that you found on the interwebs there, Jay? That you'd. Uh... Uh, I was going to save that for the end. Okay, my friend. Very good. Sports you want to jump right into the old sports room? Sure, let's do that. Okay, because I got one for you right off the bat. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how much you've been able to read the Athletic lately. Um, with everything we got going on, but several of their um, their writers, mm-hmm. they were tasked with picking their favorite player. Okay, like favorite Just, player of all time. Yes, in any in sport. Any sports. Okay, yeah, mine's easy. Well, uh, Brian Hamilton from New Jersey, mm-hmm. and before I jump into him, um, give me yours. Uh, Walter Payton. <sighs> Period. Well done. End of story. Yeah, sweetness. No, it's, it's sweetness. Yeah. Anyway, Brian Hamilton from New Jersey um, chose Mark Grace as his favorite player. Really? 
Which uh, well, I mean, you got to remember something too. Like favorite player does not necessarily mean best player. Oh no, it's absolutely your guy, right? And I'm going to encourage everybody to read this article. In fact, it's really hard for me not to read you the whole thing. You're right. But I am just going to read you the last Please paragraph. Do. Please do. Um, I'll, and I'll give you a brief overview. Okay. Basically, um, this kid grew up in uh, the aforementioned New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Didn't have WGN. So uh, he really didn't get to see a lot of Grace playing. Okay. But um, – as a lot of kids that live uh, or live in areas where you know they're prominent sports teams, mm-hmm. your your gut reaction is you know join the crowd, pick your team. In this case, the Mets or the Yankees, right? And uh, and move on, sure. or you go against the grain, like our good friend, yes, our Giants correspondent, that's right, our Western Illinois correspondent. Also, we have another friend that is the Reds correspondent. Yes. Who, who, well, he similarly did the same thing? Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, but like Michael picking the Giants for his team, mm-hmm. this kid picked Mark Grace, uh, and he, he decided this when he was, you know, in high school, and Gracie was a rookie. And he came in, I think he finished second in uh, MVP voting mm-hmm. for rookies that year. Yeah. And then uh, the following year, he finished in the uh, – Top 10 for MVPs. Yes, correct. Anyway, so he was like, here's this guy. He's new. He's relatively good. He doesn't play for one of the teams that everybody else likes. Right. Sold. Sure. Makes sense. So then later up, he grows He grows up, goes in, does sports, um, and the Cubs are coming to play the Mets, and it's the year. It's So it's what, 80? It's 90? If uh, – or I'm sorry, it's 90, 99. Okay. W- when did Sammy and Maguire go at it? 98? Yeah. Late yeah. 90s, 98, 99. So it's a year after that, and Sammy starts off slow. Yep. So the article that he pitches as an intern is, I'm going to go talk to this guy about his slow start. And he gives like two paragraphs about how ridiculous that is, that some shithead off the street comes in to ask this guy that was in the home run chase and won MVP about a slow start. So he said, he, you know, it, he completely fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Sosa didn't help at all and was a total asshole. Um, and then, like, right before Sosa kicks him out, Grace walks through on his way to batting practice. And he goes, again, as this rookie reporter that doesn't know anything, you never ask a guy to talk on his way to batting practice. No. Unless you have a prior relationship with them, unless you, you know, have sure. something specific to tell him, whatever. Right. He goes, so this is, you know, a compounded mistake. And he says, uh, I don't recall about the interview other than it was quick and absolute gold. To be clear, there was no mistaking what was happening. This was charity, borderline pity. At one point, <laughs> I asked Grace if he was ever worried that Sosa would, wouldn't come around. A question I'm sure I could have phrased a million better ways. Grace didn't skip a beat. I worry about earthquakes and hurricanes. I don't worry about Sammy. Any writer might appreciate that splash of color in a quote and my predicament treading water while up to the chin in it. It was the lever that opened the drain. So the, the, this, is the last, this is the last paragraph. This isn't an attempt to lionize the guy or launder his off-field issues a few years back. 
But I think I can both acknowledge that and compartmentalize it more than 20 years later, understanding full well that the folly of believing that we really know people. Imperfections chase all of us around. So ask me to write about my favorite athlete, and I'll go with a player I followed as a kid who is a little late. Oh, oops. Who a little later on made a choice to treat someone well for a couple of minutes. I'll let everyone else litigate the rest of it. Sure. To me, Mark Grace was pretty good. Good. That's, <laughs> That's great. Exactly the way I feel. So I mean, I love the I love the guy from the time he came up. Um, I've got his jerseys. Um, personal life again. I I can't hold that against anybody. No. Getting DUIs. I mean it. Right. So by the grace of God. So right? he is your he's your favorite. Too. He is. Okay. He is. Just want to clarify. And um, again, not because he was the best. Right. I mean, you know, four gold gloves, three all star <laughs> appearances, hit over 300. Did he uh, have the most hits in the 90s, too? Uh, the, yeah, the most doubles. Most doubles. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, never hit for power, not going to the Hall of Fame. Right. But essentially, that's it. Um, and then going to with a story that broke um, yesterday, day before, there was a uh, article by Jeff Passan on ESPN.com. Hello, mothership. Hello, hello. Um, that um, baseball could play as early as May. Um, so here's wait, what? <clears throat> yeah. That's ridiculous. It is, but let me go through what okay. he wrote. Tell me why Passon's wrong. Let me find um, the article because they have since put up a Q and A of like stuff they can do. No, this is the article. I guess. This can't be the article. Anyway, so they had three writers. There were some big questions that had to be asked. Right? Mm-hmm. They had three three baseball writers: uh, Buster Olney, Dave Schoenfeld. Sean Field, excuse me. And the little guy. Jesse? Jesse Rogers. Hey. Field some of the most pressing questions. Right. So uh, among these, how far along are MLB and the Players Association on this possibility? This is answered by the little guy. He goes, one source described the idea as being in the top of the first with all logistical things that need to be worked out. The sides had one, <laughs> this is funny, one 40-minute call, but with little details attached. So now all of a sudden there's this hope. It's just bubbling everywhere. Uh, what is the soonest baseball could realistically be played under this plan? Now, I'll, let me go. Let me outline the plan real quick, just so you know. So, what they the idea was, and uh, Ken Rosenthal in the Athletic today uh, kind of elaborated that it's some of it is government driven. So, Trumpy Trump 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 is trying to yeah. push it, apparently. Um, but here's the scenario: is that the teams would all go to Arizona. Be quarantined, meaning they only go from the hotel to the park. That's it. Hotel, park. Hotel, that's it. That's all they do. The staff members, everybody. It's only hotel or park. That's it. And it would be, I think the plan said 10 parks throughout Arizona. (coughs) Obviously with Chase Field being the main one, but. The other, like, you know, Sloan Park and, and Camelback and all that stuff would be in play, apparently. And they would play games all day. 
every team would play every day like a minor league kind of tournament or i'm sorry like a little league tournament it would be be just it would be the regular season like it would be the schedule but they would play in front of no fans and everybody would be quarantined from the just from the hotel to the park that's it for what could be months months you know as ridiculous and as crazy as that sounds yeah the thing that is the most insane to me is the timeline. Yeah, it's nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all of it sounds outer limits. But the fact that they think that they're going to do that before, I'm going to say mid to late June, right, is ridiculous. Yeah. So one of the questions is, is the May date we're hearing realistic or a starting point to another more likely opening day? And Buster only responded, some club officials continue to say they believe it's more likely for baseball to return midsummer. Okay. But only after more hard information about the virus develops to best ensure the protection of the players, the teams, and the game staff. Well, and that's what we talked it, about last podcast is that yeah. we're thinking July 1 right? somewhere in there. Right, like opening day would be when the all-star break would normally be. Right. Yeah. Or maybe even a little before, but they, they, then they asked, how many stadiums are there in Arizona that could possibly be used? And, and you said 10? Yeah, they said 10. So you have Chase Field, Phoenix Municipal Stadium, where Arizona State plays. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Back up. There's 10 spring training facilities in the Phoenix area. And then there's three other fields, Chase Field, Phoenix Municipal Stadium, where Arizona State plays, and Grand Canyon University Ballpark. That's 13 potential stadiums, but you would need 15, but then you can play multiple games on one field. Right? So you could play, like, for example, if the Dodgers and the White Sox were both had home games, they could, one could play during the day, one could play at night. Yeah. Right. With, with everything being disinfected in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then the problem comes, all right, well, everybody that trained in Florida, you need facilities for all of them. You know what I mean? Like you need places to work out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, you know, other than content for sports writers and sports radio to talk about, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what else that is, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they, then there's another question: How many games would teams play? And they said around a hundred. It would be. Right around 100 games. This is what we we, we put the over under at 99, right? Sure. I said over if they start in July. No, I, I said under. I'm sorry. I said under. I think it's going to be more like 80 or 90. That's my guess. Right, yeah. Well, hun- yeah, 100 game is. I can't remember what Rhodes said. It was either 100 or 99. I think 100 was yeah. his over Either way, I, th- I think it's going to be yeah. less than 100. And, and every, everybody that it w- participated in that said under. Yeah, I mean, how likely is this plan to happen? Based on the first conversation, this is Buster only. Uh, based on the first conversations I've had, my guess is it's very unlikely baseball to return in May. Like, duh. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, one. The, the problem is this, and we talked about this on the last couple podcasts, is that this thing's like a train, man. It runs on its own time. There's no. It doesn't stop for you. Do you know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. thing, it, it's got to go till it goes, and then not a minute before. Like it just it has to run its course. Let this play out, flatten the curve, and let it play out. That's the one thing about flattening the curve too is that it takes longer. You know what I mean? 
Like it yeah. takes longer to get over to be in a point where you can be around people. It takes the time is longer, but the curve is yeah. flatter. <clears throat> so and logistically to get everybody out there mm-hmm. and to do all of this with all of the organizations yeah. and everything that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, where I can't imagine that no. this being true. No. No 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 matter what you know Donnie thinks of it. Not Donnie Rocker, of course. I value right. I value Donnie Rocker's opinion. Sure. But uh not uh, Donnie Donnie. Um no. pushing I guess pushing baseball to get started sooner to help everything, right? But I it's just not feasible. Like it's just not No. It's just not a thing, right? It can't be. No. As much as I would love it. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. I mean, yes. Says the guy that's clamoring for uh Japanese baseball. Right. And looking forward to watching um MLB put a bunch of classic games up on uh YouTube. Oh, that's cool. And uh the the twenty sixteen Cub Cardinal right. final game. Which uh was on the night that we went to see Isbel. Okay. And then um, to get oh sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh so uh Brett Anderson, the pitcher. Yes. Um I believe not good. I don't know if he's still with the A's. Maybe he got cut. I don't know. But anyway. Um so the, in the middle of Passon's piece, which is clearly somewhere else than where I'm looking cuz that's this part wasn't in the article I was reading, but there's a he he like he literally highlighted this section and says who, who sources expect to be skeptical of separating from their families for an indefinite amount of time, perhaps as long as four and a half months. That's the highlight of Brett Anderson. He goes, it begins and ends right here. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Well, it may not be up to you, Brett. Correct. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and it's and John Greenberg, uh, you know, the editor of the Athletic in Chicago. Uh, said that was my exact thought when I read it. Who would agree to that? And then someone responded, are you asking right now? I'm guessing the number is higher than you'd imagine. And John Greenberg goes 25% maybe? Like, I don't know. Hmm. What what percentage are are single? I guess that would be the percentage, right? Again, the contingency single, that we don't know is what Rhodes brought up before. Right. Is it's you're doing this for four and a half months or get paid zero. Right. Which... I know. I don't get it. Like, but I, I, I can't imagine they would do this. There's no way. There's just, there's, no. There's just no way. You can't. No. I mean, and obviously you don't have this in front of you, but I'd really like to look at all the dimensions for those parks. I mean, depending on where you're playing would be a, a real advantage. I would think so. I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all bigger than normal because simply because the ball travels farther. Right. <clears throat> but they're not. Yeah, that's a good question. But it's just like Major League Baseball. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just like there's different dimensions at each park, uh, you know. Um, so I'm just scrolling through Twitter, uh, and uh, good lord, I'm not going to say it. Never mind, because I don't want it to turn into that. 
opportunity to me firing on the administration. So, oh, um, no. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, so I, here's another one. Well, you know, you might want to share with the kids what your stance is on it, Joe. I'm not sure that they uh, <laughs> uh, have, have a uh, good idea. Um, uh, you know who we do need to talk about this is our commissioner because uh, he is a staunch Republican. Is he? And, yeah. Well, and I have never, never broached his opinion of uh, – yeah, It's probably best you don't. 45 that's the way i've I've looked at it (laughs) yeah um but i mean mean, he's your friend one way or the other sure yeah either way doesn't matter he's my friend too like it's not like you know whatever and it's and it's again what what aren't you supposed to talk about with people the three things religion politics and baseball well yeah but we're talking baseball (laughs) that's gonna happen talking baseball Baseball. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um so there's a another tweet that was I just saw uh, about the cases per 100,000 people in metropolitan areas. Okay. Uh, Chicago is has 116 cases per 100,000. Okay. So that's about... Do the quick uh, math for us. No, I'm just looking at the graph of the different... Let's see, let's see, let's see. 5, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. There's about 30 towns here, roughly. Listed right here on the list. So they're about in the like 15th, 16th, somewhere in there. No, actually, they're 8th. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They're ninth. So 116. Uh, New York. The five boroughs of New York have to be the top five, right? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so New York. So Chicago's at 116 per 100,000, right? Mm-hmm. New York is at 441 per 100,000. Okay. The worst is not New York per 100,000. L.A.? Nope. Oh, wait, hold on. Go ahead. New Orleans. It is New Orleans. Wow. 692. Gee whiz. Yeah. 692 per 100,000. <coughs> yeah. Well, the, of the current ones administration tested. doesn't want you to look at it by per capita. Joe. Of the ones they tested. do not want you to do that. Right. So, I mean, Chicago's not great, but... I mean, you could be living in New York, or worse, even worse, New Orleans. And they recently just started shelter in place, right? Weren't they one of the later uh, ones? That's Probably great. not as late as Florida and Georgia, but I mean, I know that they were up there. I wish I knew. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when they did. Um, I know there's a couple of states that still don't have it, I think. I think Iowa doesn't have it, believe it or not. I, you know, again, Joe... These places that say they don't have it, it's just because they haven't tested for it. I'm not saying they don't have the virus. They don't have a uh, stay-at-home. That's Got what it. I meant. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They don't? No. No. Oh, that's not bright. No, it's not. Well, not as dumb as the Georgia governor. No. Apparently. So. No. But especially places that border our state. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <sighs> Um, this is the last thing I'm going to bring up, at least for this segment, mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but have you guys gone to uh, where police will break up groups of 10 or more? No, I don't think so. But you got to remember, I live in a town of like 5,000 people. So uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. No, I, have I seen groups of people? Yes, but I believe they're families. Right. There's, I, I, on my drive, I go for a drive every day. I saw a couple group of people, but they looked like they were families, like the mom and the dad and the two kids or whatever. 
So here are the states that do not have. Were they rocking masks? They were not. Okay. No, they were not. Um, so here are the states that do not have, as of 18 hours ago, do not have stay at home. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Arkansas. Uh, on April 2nd, their governor said, quote, the question is, are you accomplishing anything by doing that order? End quote. Um, let's see. Arkansas has 854 cases and 16 deaths. Iowa. Um, documents released April 1st by the office of Governor Kim Reynolds, a Republican, show that the state is using a 12-point scale to decide whether to issue a stay-at-home order. The scale considers factors such as ages of people with infections, the number of hospitalizations, and the rate of long-term care outbreaks. According to the document, the governor would issue a statewide order if 10 points are scored on the scale, which has yet to happen. You know what? So let them die, and then, oh, yeah, oh, we have enough deaths. Okay, great. Now we'll go ahead. But at least at least that uh, it feels like more of a scientific approach than, yeah. oh, right. are there any results from this? Right. Now, Is anybody else better by doing right. it? Now, here's what the governor did do was to, she, he, she, I don't know which one. The governor has temporarily closed many businesses and banned gatherings of more than 10 people. So at least they've done that. Right. But there's no stay-at-home order. Um, Nebraska. Uh, governor Pete Ricketts. I wonder if it's the same family. got to be right. Said the right approach for his state is responding county by county where there are signs of community spread. He noted, though, that other governors have been urging him to issue a statewide order. So far, 56 of the 93 counties covering more than 80% of its population have enacted health measures in response to the cases. Uh, North Dakota. Um, quote, the governor said on March 25th, quote, it's not about staying home, it's about avoiding contact. Even so, Bergen later expressed frustration that some people in the state were not taking social distancing seriously. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Uh, South Dakota uh, said statewide uh, Governor Christy Noem a statewide said statewide orders will limit the rights of individuals in her state. Quote: South Dakota is not New York City. Um, later, urging residents not to turn on the news and look at New York City and think that's what Lemon South Dakota is going to face in a month. Uh, the call, the calls to apply for a one-size-fits-all approach to this problem is herd mentality. It's not leadership. Oh, see, uh, Noam stood by her stance even after acknowledging that up to seventy percent of her state's population could contract the virus and that a stay-home order could slow the spread. Uh, Utah, I should have voluntary initiative to stay home, but not official statewide order. We think we have enough here without this adding to it. Suggesting voluntary directive is a more positive route. Um, counties because have people to follow that. Right. Counties have issued their own, but, you know, it is what it is. And the last one, because it's in alphabetical order, Wyoming. Uh, said March 30th, he has no plans for a statewide order, though if one came, it would be a true stay-at-home order without multiple exemptions. Uh, some counties and towns have put in their own orders, including the popular skiing destination Jackson. The entire state of Wyoming has reported 210 cases with no deaths. Yeah. There's one thing all these have in common, Jay, and I'm not going to say what it is. But all yeah. these states have one thing in common. Let me double check that. They're uh-huh, red? Uh-huh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So there you go. <coughs> I thought it was interesting. I mean, anyway. that's... 
honestly, the greatest and the worst thing about all of this is state control, right? Right. I mean, if you're living somewhere where people get it, right, great. Right. If not, I mean, are, to a certain degree, are those places right? Yeah. Do people, I mean, they, they aren't a dense metropolitan area. Right. They are spread out. Exactly. There are fewer people. Right. Um, you know, social distancing is pretty much regular everyday life for them. I get that. Right. But to not put something in place mm-hmm. yeah. is asinine. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the, big, the biggest change for me out of all of this was um, visiting people, right? Yes. Like, you know, last Saturday, we, I was going to have you and Tom come down and record until it was like, you know, shelter in place means... Not going to somebody's house. Don't go to family. Right. Don't go to friends. Right. You are locked down. And it was like, okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, when this is over, I'm coming down. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, you, as soon as they fucking lift that, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm in my car. <laughs> yes, that's going to happen. Oh, in fact, um, to switch off of that, mm-hmm. Waiting Room Records. Yeah. Um, local store in town that mm-hmm. I want to uh, continue to. Uh, what do we want? We don't keep want to them say going. Um, keep them going. Yeah, we want to keep them going. We'll so when this going. is over, they They're we still can there. go back and flip through records again. Correct. Um, but they have a delivery and pickup service. They do. So tomorrow on my way back from the library, I am going to uh, stop and pick up an album to bring home and uh, enjoy. Great. What uh, Have you settled? Which one yet? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. Excellent. And, the self-titled uh, one with the willow tree? Yes, sir. Excellent. With the red vinyl. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. Excellent. Uh, typically, that would be something that I would buy directly from his website. Yeah, but exactly. I kind of feel that these cats need it probably more. need it a little more than he does right now. Right. So. right. Uh, and I was going to get the Dirty South for you. Oh, man. But I don't want to deprive you of getting it before you're able to get down here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And who knows when that'll be, right? Like we, I, I again, I we know no it's idea. not till the 30th. That's so, right. And I mean, and that was my thought process. I'm like, Oh, well, Joe will be down the next four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hope so yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope I, hope but I you'll want to hear it way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As will I, I just can't, I cannot wait to hear never, never going to change on vinyl. That's going to sound cool. It's going to sound amazing. Yeah, exactly. And Goddamn Lonely Love. Got to hear that. Too. Oh. That's going to sound killer. Killer. Yes. Um, what's uh, What's been on the uh, old TV screen? Well, before we jump to that, I got oh, okay. one more sports aru question okay. yeah, for sure. you. Go for it. As all of our uh, local sport radio outlets have not having anything to broadcast live. Correct. They've been going to a lot of lists. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yes. So the list nope. that popped into my head today, right. Chicago being famous. I mean, everywhere does this, but Chicago was famous for bringing in people past their prime. Oh, yeah. That were still names to sell tickets. Oh, I could go. <laughs> That's, right? That is a Jerry Reinsdorf MO, baby. Well, hey, it was the Cubs from like 
72 to 80. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Whatever. 80, yeah, 83. Yeah. yeah. Um, so top five Chicago players yep. who we, who we as Chicago teams mm-hmm. got past their prime that, and they weren't good for us, but yeah. we still like them. Um, I mean, number one for me. Well, let's go. Let's go from five up, baby. Okay, 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 okay. I'll save that one for last then. Yeah, baby. Um, got to tease it out. I know, no doubt. Um, got to feed the family, Chicago. Um, how about Manny Ramirez? All right, as your number five. Yeah, well played, Manny Ramirez. My uh, number five the, is uh, very football. similar. Yeah. To your friend Manny, uh-huh. and that would be Junior. Well, I was gonna. Junior was gonna be one. Uh, anyway, uh, um. Ooh, Ooh. Know, sore right. subject for you uh, yeah. as a fan fan. So wait, now, maybe I'm misconstruing this list. So these are the worst best players? Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, th- these are players that did absolutely nothing for the team when oh. they got here other than be a name. Okay. But you don't. Well, Griffey did one good thing. You, you don't hate them. So No, I don't hate Griff at all. No, no, no. Right. No. Uh, okay, yeah. But number, okay, sure. Number five would be Manny because Manny didn't do Dick, he just stole a bunch of money. Well, uh, and we gave the ability to fans to buy dread wigs. Correct. That are and just socially just unacceptable. Made more money for the White Sox. Yeah. Sure. Uh, number four uh, is going to be a stretch. Stretch. Get him back there. Um, get him. Because he hasn't played yet. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I would have killed for Jimmy Graham five years ago. Yeah, that's a great call. It's <laughs> a great now, granted, call. Again, he hasn't played yet. He could be two years ago, Jimmy Graham, and I'd take that. But man, I'd kill for five years ago, Jimmy Graham. That'd be sweet. Now, if I told you, hey, maybe we can tease it out. Okay. Um, my number four was an outstanding wide receiver for the. University of Texas Longhorns. Go on. Wait, what? Go on. Um, and then for us, he was wearing a mask. Too little, too late. There's so many wide receivers. I like that, though. I mean, are we, That's are, true. But this would be Roy Williams. Roy Williams. Oh, I totally forgot he was even a bear. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Right. Oh man, that's (laughs) just like did you throw up in your mouth a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. bit. (laughs) But I I will tell you, Jimmy Graham was going to be my number four until I fell upon Mr. Roy Williams. Yeah, Um, I'll give you one that I I don't know how good number three. I don't know how good or bad he was because I didn't watch it because I refused to watch it because because this gentleman was on the Blackhawks. Okay, and it's come out since that he had. he had mental issues and stuff like that, undiagnosed, and was an alcoholic and the whole thing. Bob Probert? And that. No. No, no. I love okay. Bob Probert. Uh, Theo right. Fleury. Theo Fleury. Oh. Um, I, as soon as he became a member of the Blackhawks, they were dead to me. Literally, you can ask anybody at work. I did not follow them for an entire year. Wow. Couldn't tell you if they won, lost. I loaded their box scores because that was my job, but right. um, didn't care, didn't watch. Got nothing for you because that dude. Wow, he was a punk. The lost year of the hawk for yeah, Joe. He was a punk, and uh, now, granted, since then it's come out that he's again he had mental illness and all Undiagnosed. sorts of shit. Right, all sorts of shit going on in his melon. So I can't 
Right. I'll excuse, I'll excuse it to a point, but right. Uh, back. Well, you then, hate the um, actions. Don't hate the dude, right? I, I mean, mean back back then, um, he was an absolute scumbag. Okay. He, he was a terrible person. A terrible hockey player. He was a cheap shot guy. The reason I hated him is because he cross checked um, a fellow who belongs in the Hall of Fame, by the way, by the name of Steve Larmer. Who mm-hmm. right into the uh, crossbar, and back then they were not held on with magnets; they were held on by posts. So the thing didn't move hardly oh. at all, and knocked him out of the game on a cross check, uh, and that sealed his fate with me. Uh, Blackhawk so, Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, Armour. super, super fuck that guy, Theo Fleury. Okay, yeah. Um, my number three, due to age and injury, mm-hmm. um. Took a Hall of Famer, yep, and put him in a Cubs uniform for a minute, hmm. and never really materialized. And then it just kind of went away. Was it? Um, well, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Is he a legit Hall? He's in the Hall of Fame right now. He's not. Okay. I don't. Well, I don't know. Okay. That's uh, my ignorance is showing, Joe. That's right. Let me pull that down a little bit. That would be Noma. I was gonna say, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Noma. Yeah, that was a bust. That was yeah. well, brutal. But, you know, it, it served its purpose. It was a name. And the Cubs were going nowhere that year. Yeah. Right. Um, it got people to Peoria to see him rehab. I mean, come on. The only thing that I've ever seen, the, the only memory I ever have of him in a Cub uniform is him tearing his groin. Ooh. Coming out of the box in St. Louis, right? Ugh. Just mushroom clouds. Oof. Next to his groin, just obliterated it. Oh, <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Still married to Mia Ham? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. They were. I, I'm thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of David okay. DeJesus. My bad. Ah, uh, David DeJesus lives in Wheaton. Oh, nice. Yeah, with his lovely wife. And by love, I mean she's gorgeous. <laughs> they live in some big ass house in Wheaton somewhere, some gated community. But um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so my number two. Wait, hold on now. Oh, go David ahead, Jesus, uh Working for Marquee is that? Correct? Uh, I don't know. He was working for Comcast Sportsnet. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he's transferred over to Marquee. Oh, that's right. It was him and Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No shat. No shat. Um, my number two is when I was a Ute. Alrighty. But even young, circa nineteen eighty four five. Um. Little White Sox fan of mine could see that uh, Steve Carlton had no juice left. Okay, none as a White Sox, none, Got it. zero. He was done. <laughs> they thought they were gonna, you know, do the Seaver, have Seaver part do. I yeah, I was debating. And I was debating putting Seaver or. I thought Seaver had a relatively decent time. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. He was okay, but Steve Carlton yeah. was just trash. Yeah. And Steve Carlton, to this day, is one of the best left-handed pitchers I've ever seen. Like, when he in his prime. Okay. Like, when I was little, like, seven, eight years old, remembering baseball. That dude Was he as pitch. douchey oh. as a White Sox oh. as he was as a Philly? Ten times more. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. of course. Yeah. Because if you're good and douchey, people are like, okay. But if you suck and you're douchey. That's oh, not a good combination. No. Right. People will put up with it if you're good. Right. But not when you're trash. 
So that means not on the south side. <laughs> not so much. Agreed. Well, my number two is my second favorite Cub player mm-hmm. of all time, and mm-hmm. following with Gracie, um, not not great. Um, right. <laughs> best days were prior to coming to the coup, mm-hmm. and um, the one trait that he had that was unique at the time was he rocked the high socks. Rocked the high socks. Hmm. Whom were we talking about? This would be one Mr. Reed Johnson. Ooh, man, that's some deep level of hate right there. Hate, 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 hate. Hate? Pulling, oh, no, I'm just saying. Pulling out a Reed Johnson. That's weird, but that's fine. It's my second favorite player. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Okay, Got hate, a Reed Johnson jersey, Joe. Hate's wrong, I understand. I apologize. But just weird that, it, that it's Reed Johnson of all people. And just odd. It's my guy. Well, it is your guy. <laughs> Love the way he played as a Blue Jay. Yeah. <laughs> it says a lot. Yeah, well, there you, there you have it. All right, give me your number one, kid. Uh, it's Griff. Oh, okay. It's Griff. He's my number one. Yeah. Um, as soon as he got it, I'm just like, as soon as they announced they acquired him, uh-huh. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But that team was a playoff team. And he made the throw. You know, like in White Sox lore, he made the throw. Okay. To get the guy out at home. Okay. Um, or he made a great player, whatever. I think it was Brian Anderson that made the great throw. But... Poochie? <clears throat> Poochie. Yes, Poochie. Okay. And I would nominate Poochie had he played for somebody else and was good, but he didn't. <laughs> Prior to coming terrible. to the White Sox, and not uh, that's good. right. And he's terrible. Um, but Griff, it's Griffey. Okay. I mean, the guy was so good. I mean,. People who never saw him play, I feel bad for because, man, he was the real deal. Now, do you remember, I want to say five years before he actually became a White Sox, mm-hmm. there was an April Fool's Day trade joke. Maybe it wasn't five years. Maybe it was three years. But it was Adam Dunn for Junior. Mm, no, I don't remember that. On ESPN, I remember uh, being up north and driving around and listening to it. And it, like they said, you know, this just in. This just came through. Oh, April Fool's joke. Nice. Done for Griffey. Nice. Like, what? Like, yeah, people on. lost their minds, and it was like, April Fool's. Bird. All right, well, number one for me, um, my favorite NBA player of all time. I mean, I, you've got to have, well, if you lived in Chicago and experienced anything, in your right. life and yeah. have a heart and yeah. know things. Mm-hmm. Jordan's always number one. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Right. So my number one favorite NBA player other than Michael Jordan. M. Jeff. George Gervin. I was – The he, ice He man. entered my man. He entered my head. He really did, honestly. I was like, man, George Gervin, would he count? I'm like, eh. His crew was no, pretty I, good, but I, been, you know, I, like, eh. I got to see him play at the old stadium as a bull. Nice. Ice man. number eight. And uh, prior to Dickie Simpkins. Ooh. Um, All right. So and it was – my dad got the seats through through work. Right. Bulls were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't – to be honest with you, I can't I even remember who they were playing that night. It didn't matter. But we <laughs> um, got to walk behind the bench that was on the ice. And oh, man. it was cold. I bet. Right? Yeah. I, that's one of the things I remember, and I'm like, God, that's so weird. So this would have been what eighty, 
84, 85, maybe? Mm. I can't remember. Sounds about anyway, right. Anyway, walked by, and I was like, love you, Iceman. And he turned around and gave me a thumbs up. Nice. He was on the bench. Could be worse. Could have like, flipped you, you off. What? He could have. I don't know what that's like. Wait. I totally know what that's like. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl Boston. Um, really? Daryl Boston flipped you off? I, you've never, I've never told this story? Oh, oh, share I'll, it with the I'll, kids. I'll tell it. So uh, my my buddy Chip and I we went to um, went to a game. His uh, his mom lived on the Gold Coast, so she would just send put us on the. I mean, I don't know how responsible this is, but put two fourteen year olds on a or whatever how we overall we were fifteen sixteen whatever and put us on a train to go to the to go to the Sox game. But we went and. We were in the uh, grill area in left field at Old Comiskey Park where they had the chicken wire, right? Mm-hmm. So you could easily talk to or whatever. The players, and we're giving Boston hell. Like, we're like, we hear Edmonton's nice this time of year, and, you know, because their farm team was in Edmonton. <laughs> whatever. And he, he, he like hides it, but so we can see it, but like in his glove. And he, uh-huh. flipped, he flipped us off. Well, yeah, it sounds great. like he kind of deserved I, I, 100%. it. 100%. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. Right. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I got flipped off by a major league player. That's all I'm saying. Well, there you go. <clears throat> all right, so I looked up George Gervin's numbers. And I looked up Griffey's numbers, too. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so his last season with the with Boo, his final season at age 33, he played all 82 games, started 75 games. He played 25 minutes a game, 16 points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Basically, a game. So not great, but not awful either. Well, he still it's had like a replacement little. player, right? right? Yeah. And then I'm looking at Griffey's stats his last year with the White Sox, and they weren't that bad. And they they weren't great, but they weren't that bad. So he played 41 games. He had 150 at bats or 150 plate appearances. Excuse me, 131 at bats. He hit 260 OPS of 751. He had three homers and 18 RBIs. So he wasn't the offensive machine that he no. was in the, earlier in his career, but As he wasn't junior. He was basically looked like, ooh, excuse me, looks like basically a replacement player, maybe a little below. Let me see if I have his WAR. He didn't fall asleep in the dugout as a White Sox, though. No, that we know of. Right. <coughs> his offensive WAR was point two. So he was okay. basically he was basically a replacement player. Yeah. 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 Um. His war war for this actually his war was point four, but his offensive war was point two, but his defense was good. So, and plus center field, he was playing center field for the Sox, and it it's not a very big center field. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. It's not like Wrigley, where you got a lot of ground to cover because of those, right. you know, the, the whatever you call them indentations, indentations in the walls, and the deep, real deep center field. So it's not. There's not much ground to cover at the cell, so you have to be just marginally fast to be a good center fielder there, I think. so. How many dingers did he hit, did you say? For the Sox? Yeah. He hit three. Okay. Three in 131 at-bats. Ten doubles, three bombs. So maybe not as bad as I initially thought. But, man, let me look up. Let me find Steve Carlton's because that, oh, good Lord, not good. Kid K. Okay, here we go. With the White Sox. Here we go. He picked 1986, who was 41. Jesus. 4-3, 3-6-9 ERA. So, again, maybe my memory is not as good as it was, which wouldn't surprise me. 
uh, 40 strikeouts. But again, I mean, it, with the expectations. Innings. Right. <coughs> I'm curious to see his ground ball, ground ball to fly ball ratio. Let me see if that's up here somewhere. Fip, uh, whip. Hits per nine, homers per nine, strikeouts per walk. No, it's not here. But um, he was 41. Oof. Dude. That is old. What season he pitched for three teams? He pitched for the Phillies, then he pitched for the Giants, and then he pitched for the White Sox. Wow. He was an Indian, and then he ended his career as a twin. Did he make any appearances as a twin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He was terrible. This is where he fell. He quickly fell off the wagon. He clearly had arm troubles or some kind of thing. Um, so, let's see. To, to Minnesota. His entire career in Minnesota. One in six. 854 ERA. Oof. <laughs> yeah, not good. Uh, 52 innings, 74 hits, 12 homers. 25 strikeouts to 28 walks. So, clearly, he was done. You... You would hope somebody would not let you do that to yourself, right? One would hope, but but for I mean for again, the twins, they're just trying to get people in the park. That was yeah at that time. Yeah, sure. he was an attraction. He wasn't right. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to be pitching for a good team. I wouldn't think. Right. I mean, to be, but to be fair, the eighty-seven that last twi- stack, the eighty-five strikeouts at twenty-eight walks. Yeah, I mean, the eighty-seven twins won the AL West. So, yeah. I mean, they were a good team, but, I mean, like, come on. He wasn't very good. You're you're not good. Some guy named Les Stracker was better than him. So, there you go. Well, there you go. Who could forget Les Stracker? I did. Just not, And some guy named Mike Smithson. Man, this, how did they win anything? Blylevin and Viola. Okay, great. Les Stracker, Mike Smithson, and Joe Necro. A 42-year-old Joe Necro. Oh, just not good. No, no, not getting it done. Not at all. Uh, anyway, so uh, what? What? What are you watching, kid? What's on the TVs? Oh, let me tell you. Um, a new thing that the station that I fell in love with uh, since the start of the quarantine, which would be that station out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Hello, hello. Uh, started something. New today. Today they kicked it off. A thing they call Quarantunes, ah. which I absolutely love. I see what you did there. They have uh, local artists like sitting out on their back porch uh, doing three songs, live acoustic. Mm-hmm. And uh, today was Jason Adamo. Okay. Um, of the Jason Adamo band. Hello. And uh, what's funny is I just... I just found out who he was like three days ago. And then, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do our first live stream with him. And I'm like, I'm going to check that out. And it was really good. I uh, shared the link on my Facebook page if anybody wants to check that out. But um, it's just a way for local artists who make their money gigging. Right. I mean, that's their primary source of income. Yep. uh, That are not able to do that at this point um it's a way to be able to help them out right. so i got on there i baby owed him five bucks nice just because come on mm, true yeah for sure something. and uh it was fantastic so 
I look forward forward to more of those as they do them. And yeah. uh, as they do them, then I will uh, go forth. continue to share those. Cool. Um, what about you, kid? Um, I, I can't stop watching Curse of Oak Island, even though I've seen every fucking episode. <laughs> I just keep going back. It, it's something that I'm watching them. It's just I have them on. Like all my Twitter, you know or what? I will tell you, I I get that a hundred percent. You know why? Because it's comforting. It's something it you like. You don't it have is. to pay that much attention to right. it. It's normal. It reminds you of a time when things weren't post-apocalyptic. Right. Right. I totally get that. In fact, my wife and I, and I hate to interrupt you. I'm gonna let you no, go back right. as soon as I uh, give right. this aside. May I approach the bench, Your Honor? You may approach. All right. So uh, my wife and I were watching something that was kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was, but something told me I need to go back and watch old-timey TV <laughs> to be able to feel better about something. So I'm like, what could be more, you know, I don't want to say mind-numbing, but what could be more uh, friendly than the Dick Van Dyke show? Oh, right? nothing. So we go back, and I throw on the first episode, and literally 15 seconds into it, Mary Tyler Moore gets a phone call and says, what? Oh, heavens no. We would never blame Ellie. We would blame the virus. <laughs> what? what? And their kid, Richie, comes running in and goes, Ellie's really sick. She's coughing oh, nonstop. Jesus, really? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Come on. I had to turn off Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> That's awful. So, yeah. But anyway, let's go back to the island. Correct. So, so uh, new episode tonight, by the way. Um, they're they're running down. I believe that they're running out of episodes for the season. Um, the problem is that the island is off of Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. so the good news is during the summer they have they have more daylight, so they get more done. But the problem is like at some point in like October they have to shut down because it's too cold. Okay, to do anything. So they're approaching that now. Um, they're finding stuff all over the place, and it's, none of it's making sense. Like they find they find like wood like a hundred feet deep, like shit like that. And not just like they find tree stumps in a swamp. Like they drain the swamp, literally drained it. Like not Trumpy, Trumpy drain the swamp, but like literally drain the swamp. And they're finding tree stumps and like paved stones and shit. Like it's really weird. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I will think aliens, Joe. No, no, no. This is, um, the rumor is that it's, uh, it could be anything from uh, Knights Templar stuff to oh. to French treasure. Um, I don't want to spoil it at all because okay, they, yeah. they haven't really found anything yet, like big yet. But whatever, they keep finding all these little clues all over the island. Going, this doesn't belong. Well, I remember here. the Majesty of Al Capone's vault, Joe. So <laughs> exactly, you can't spoil but anything for me. There are there is stuff under there, but they don't know what it is or where it is really. But I mean, like, there's they find wood all the time when they're doing these digs, like from other searchers doing shaft work and stuff like that. But um, probably the biggest thing I watched since our last podcast, Jay, was uh, two nights. It was too big, too big for one night. Oh, drop had, it on we me. Had two nights of WrestleMania, Coach. I know Coach couldn't survive without some wrestling talk. So, oh no, no, no. Um, In fact, I think he fast forwards up to this point. Uh, yes, correct. Um, it was it was weird because there was no crowd. So, um, but the wrestlers that wrestled gave max effort. It was entertaining to watch. It was fun. Um, it was spread over two nights. Um, probably the way it should be from now on. 
honestly, it was a really good experience. Um, because it kind of allows to have two main events, so you can have two big matches, um, on each night, which is cool. Um, the first night was a, and I'm not even going to attempt to describe it, other than to say it was a boneyard match between AJ Styles and the Undertaker in a cemetery. Okay. So they fought in a cemetery. So they taped it. It took eight hours to tape, apparently, for a 20 minute segment, whatever. But it was how I initially, after, as soon as I tweeted about it, I said it was like Thriller meets Roadhouse. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's and all I had I, a hard time imagining there's no, Sam Elliott moonwalking. <clears throat> there's no way to explain it other no. than that. I will add in that it also took place in an 80s hair metal video. Oh. So Thriller meets Roadhouse meets 80s White hair Snake. metal video or like Cinderella. <laughs> or Yeah, it was... I, there are no words. And then Sunday night, the main match wasn't the main event, but the main match on the card was John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. You can't see him, Joe. And I can't, not only can I not see him, I have no, I couldn't even explain. I couldn't even give you an, even the analogy I gave you for the Boneyard match for this thing. It wasn't okay. really a m- match per se. I can't, I, there are no words. It was more like an acid trip than anything else. It was just weird. I can't even explain it. It was odd. But anyway, don't go out of your way to watch it. It was pretty dumb in my opinion. But oh, wow. I, applaud, I okay. applaud them for trying to do something different because earlier in the in the night they had a Falls Count Anywhere. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Last Man Standing match between Randy Orton and the returning Edge. Edge had not wrestled in nine years. Edge of Christian and Edge? Correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, he looks great, by the way. Fantastic. Um. And there's a great documentary on WWE Network about his return. And he talks about how, like, he had, he had, he wrestled, he made it through WrestleMania, and then he had to retire because he had spinal stenosis in his mm. upper neck, in his neck okay. and his back. So he had surgery, and then three years later had another surgery. And then he's like, and he's in all these movies and TV shows and shit like that. He was in Vikings, for example. Mm. And he's going through all these fight scenes, and he's coming out not hurt, like he doesn't. He's not sore at all. Nice. And he's like, well, if I could do this, hmm, maybe I could wrestle again, maybe. And then uh, they show a clip of him. There's a, another wrestler, Sheamus. I'm sure you. Oh, big with. fan. Um, Broke kick. He has this thing called Warrior Workouts on YouTube where it's just him working out with various WWE superstars, like going through the regiments and shit like that. Nice. And one of them is they were mountain biking. Him and Edge were going down this path because Edge lives on a mountain in Asheville, North Carolina, or just outside mm. of it. And they were going down this path, and Edge wipes out. Like, he bites it like over the handlebars the whole nine yards. And he bites Oof. it. And so they get back to the house, and they're showing him all the, you know, the strawberries all over his legs and shit and his elbows. And, but he doesn't, he's not sore. His neck doesn't hurt. His back doesn't hurt. And then his mind got going even more. Like, I could maybe wrestle again, question mark? And so he goes to Survivor Series. It's in Toronto. And he had to go to Toronto anyway. Um, His mom passed away. But this was like a year after that. A year after his mom passed away. He went to Toronto for Survivor Series. And he did a spot. He did a spear on Elias. In on the show, and he wasn't hurt, and he wasn't sore. 
And then, this is the part that I didn't know, uh, AEW called him. Ooh. And said, hey, any chance you want to wrestle? And they threw a number at him. And he said, look, Vince has given me everything that I have. I need to go tell talk to Vince. So he, he calls Vince and has a face. He goes, there's somebody I need to talk to you about. We need to meet face-to-face. So he goes to Connecticut, goes to his, I don't know if it's his house or his office, tells him about the offer and saying says, I, I want to finish it here. Like I, I have unfinished business basically is what he's like. My, my career was taken from me. I, I have, I want to get it back. And Vince agrees. Vince is like, you should end it here and gives him, I don't know if it was the same offer, but it was close. And so he's, I don't know how much he's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to be more of a traction than an actual active wrestler. But he wrestled a killer mat. It was only like 20, 30 minutes long all Ooh. over the performance center, him and Randy Orton beating the piss out wow. of each other. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. He, he ended up winning. Um, but, man, it was, he's, I mean, he's back. He was taking bumps left and right and. Seems to come out on skates. So. Nice. But WrestleMania as a whole, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it probably around an 7.5 or an 8. It was really good. Mm-hmm. The the All the wrestlers put forth great effort with no crowd reaction, which has got to be tough. It's got to be tough. That's got to be impossible. But they did it. And wonder they, what Vince's numbers were. Was it only held through uh, his network? <coughs> no. It was not. A last-minute deal, maybe a week before. With Fox? With Fox, yeah. So they, they offer it on pay-per-view on Fox. And also, there's an app called Fight TV, which has okay. all kinds of like indie wrestling and AEW. Uh, you can watch their pay-per-views on it. And uh, he agreed to let them carry it. Nice. So Fight TV had it as well. Uh, I don't know what kind of numbers. I haven't seen or heard anything about that. But um, he really likes the UFC model, where for the big cards – you got to pay extra for it. So this may be the last WrestleMania that'll be on for just the standard monthly fee. through the network. Right. Yeah. It may, it may be, it may be the last one. I mean, I don't know. Oh, it's I, being- I, as a consumer, mm-hmm. I would prefer different tiers. There was, there was talk about the app. There was talk about like there may be, then I would like an in-app purchase. Like the current tier would be, you know, like all the old stuff, mm-hmm. like without pay-per-views. And then you'd pay extra for the for the extra pay-per-views and stuff like that per month. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of the UFC, by the way, do you see this here about this? I'm uh, another clock, not on the, my the, radar. The clock on the wall is, is very, very past, but I, I need to touch on this before we close it out. All right. Um, apparently, Dana White... <laughs> And I can't believe this is real, but apparently it is because it's been reported by multiple sources. Is going to have fights on an island. Okay, let that sink in. All right, he's going to have fights on an island. This is like straight out of fucking Mortal Kombat and shit. I was going to say Mad Max, right? And apparently, the next pay per view, which is a week from Saturday, is on from this fucking island. Apparently, allegedly, that is so wow. fucking bizarre. 
I mean, not, maybe not maybe not any more bizarre than WrestleMania being in front of nobody, but <coughs> just nuts. But I mean, if you want to talk sequestered, yeah, man. And then they're uh, back to wrestling real quick. They are rumor has it that next next year WrestleMania is going to be in Los Angeles at the new SoFi Stadium. The one in twenty twenty two, they're going to give back to Tampa as a makeup. Okay. So, because this was supposed to be in Tampa at Raymond right. James Stadium, so. But that's the rumor: is that twenty twenty two will be back in Tampa as a thank you slash makeup. So. Clock and wall, Jason. Well, I'm looking at my Gucci. It's, it's about that time, way, Joe. Way past the time. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we're on Facebook, www.facebook.com. You can email us. Or excuse me, we're on Twitter. Uh, I am at Triple Lindy's. Jason is at J the Letter. <laughs> it's the letter. Sleep, Charlie. Uh, you can email us, Joe at itsthatpodcast.com or Jason at itsthatpodcast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa, just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's That Podcast through the playing app. Rate, review, and subscribe. Don't cost you nothing. Just click, 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 no. click us up. We want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of It's That Podcast. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Cardinals. And the Twins. Fuck them. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.